Are you a member of the RACQ? No. Well, I'm a member of the RACQ and they send me each month a magazine. And I read today in that magazine that Queensland Health and RACQ have a joint venture where they transport people by plane who are suffering from acute, acute conditions. And in that, um, there was a statement that rather shocked me in that they flew people during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. They flew people from the Northern Territory back to Queensland Sunshine Coast. If we listen to what Alec Dumaji is saying, he's not saying it from afar. He's saying that firstly, there's a pandemic of rheumatic fever amongst Aboriginal people in the Gulf. Secondly, he's saying that at least three people in his family have suffered from this disease and only one of them has pulled through because of care that he gave. Now, you mentioned the blue card, care that he gave uh, his young sister girl in Sydney. Yep. And, um, but two of those people, unfortunately, have passed because they couldn't get timely medical treatment but we have people being flown left, right and centre around the state by Queensland Health and they can't even arrange for someone to fly from Dumaji to Mount Isa. It's something... Well, you're perhaps you're right, Ian. I, I, I mean, to pull you up on that, I, I, on Alec is someone I do listen to um, because he does spend time up there um, and he does, you know, he does have a feel for it, so... Um, when you mention his name, he's not who I'm saying from afar. But yeah. um, with that transport, look, that's the first time I've heard that story. That I've got no reason to um, not believe that. But, um, but I, look, there's no problem with transport from Dormagy in that I see planes, I fly a plane at Manise, I see the RFDS plane coming all the time from up the Gulf. Now, I, don't, I can't say it's always from Dormagy, but there's a lot of traffic comes from there. So... That there would, it would be unlikely that there would, you know, would be unlikely that a plane wasn't available um, if there was a need for someone to go out. So if that's what you're getting at, I would, yeah, I'd say he's right, and that there's, um, there would have been um, every opportunity to fly someone out within that two or three week period. Yeah. Well, he's not only pointing the finger at the director of nursing in that interview; he's pointing the finger at the local GP as well. That could be true, um, you know. Um, that could be true, and, and I, like all I can say is, um, you know, I, I know that there was um, uh, an attempt to reach out to the family who were um, in sorry business, so there was no one talking. So I, I, I'm, um, other than Alec, I've just had no interaction with anyone up there, and um, so I don't want to speculate any further on what's right along what's happened and um, and I'll be making sure that I get um, um, the feedback, you know, the, getting to the bottom of the story yeah. from Queensland Health and, um, you know, everything else at this point is, is um, subject to, you know, that um, investigation. See, one thing that you said there that does uh, speak true to me is that... Um, uh, Dormagy, for example, is a remote location. 
Um, but I'm, I'm thinking here about, well, the medical staff at Dumaji Hospital, are they fly-in, fly-out staff? Look, um, I, I, you know, try and make a bit of business know as many people as can. Um, I, you know, I much prefer to try and engage with the locals and the staff at the hospital when I'm in Dumaji, but um, I have known people that work there that were, um, you know, not long-term locals, but um, uh, it's very... Uh, you know, the doctors are definitely FIFO. There's no one that just permanently lives there. Um, the Dons, I know, that have lived there, you know, base themselves there. Uh, I think the current one does base himself there. Um, but I, I think, you know, that's central to the problem is is getting FIFO workforce and um, and it's, you know, that's that's not a problem just in Dormagee. That's a problem in Normanton, Corumba. I mean, even Mount Isa, anywhere in those remote areas, and um, and that was something I discussed with Alec. Is like this, you know, th- this is a very real problem, and um, and this, you know, it's a good time to start to try and fix them, and um, and uh, but the, yeah, they're, they're very real problems created by the fact that you don't have permanent workforce in place, and. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, really good people, that have given their all to working in those um, some of those communities, and um, whether they're indigenous, non-indigenous, and in those remote communities. But um, and you know, every now and again, you, you get duds as well. And um, unfortunately, it's I, I just think it's the truth that you get better health care when you go to Brisbane uh, than you do when you go to remote areas, and um, that's that's not always. That's not always the fault of uh, anyone directly, um, but it's something that we've got to try and, and you know, especially me as a politician, it should be something that we try and fix. And such was the nature of my discussions. Um, those uh, the, the two people I was saying, I talking to you last week is how do we start to try and turn this stuff around? And that's, you know, they're questions I've asked before, but um, let's do it with a bit more impetus this time. Could it be that there's actually a systemic problem and that is that um, there's a lack of community health provision, uh, not just in Dumaji, but in other remote locations. Being a long-term resident of Brisbane, there's a lack of community health here. But, um, you know, here there's expertise that is available, like you say, but maybe the problem is actually not so much the personnel that are there, it's just that they just don't know the community, they don't understand it. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, I, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I mean, I, I'm still, I'm still trying to work things out, um, not just Dormagy, but any golf community I go to, um, yeah, I, it's a, it's a long learning process and, um, and that's not all just about indigenous culture. It's about getting lo- trust of locals. Um, you know, it's always proven you get the people that live there, that live in the community, and spend their days off there. Yeah, of course they'll look after people better, and they they go the extra mile. And and that's been the same in the you know it's the same issue we come up against non indigenous in non indigenous communities in those remote areas as well. Is that um, you know it's great when you get the, the nurse or whoever that spends their days off there, and they really invest themselves in the job and um, it, that is a systemic problem and I, 
but I think it would be, you know, I'd have to say it'd be a lot worse in the Indigenous communities because it's, um, you know, it's, I reckon it's bad, you know, it can be bad in uh, western towns in my electorate and um, and I reckon it progressively gets worse the more remote you go because it's, you know, it just gets more difficult to deliver those services. Is that right? No. And, um, and that's, you know, what probably frustrates me a lot is, is in government, in the, in the world that I work in with politicians, like everyone's quick to offer words and things in Parliament of how they're sympathetic to the cause and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, I'm someone that's living there in the trenches observing this and I just, I don't see how any of those words converts to deeds, you know, and like... Um, I know Alec was saying we should have our own people, you know, in nursing and in the hospital. And, 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 um, and look, there's Gigi Healing is making, who is an Indigenous health service who have really grown out of Mount Isa and extending, expanding into the Gulf, that they've expanding services in Doomagy, and that's sort of part of the answer, and they're doing a good job. But, um, that, yeah, that's exactly where we need to be. At, um, we're a hell of a long way off that. I would say, I think someone gave me the figure the other day, there's about 200 Indigenous doctors operating around Australia today, which would be a hell of a lot more than there was 10 or 20 years ago. So it is getting better, but um, a hell, hell of a long way. And I, I should say, Marjard Page, he's a homegrown Indigenous boy from uh, Mount Isa. It's on the hospital board in Mount Isa and was working as a doctor there too. I mean, that's, that's sort of a... That's a good story and that's where you want to be. Um, but um, that you know, that's where I think this conversation should lead. Is is how do we improve all this in the future and get get that um, you know that real care and and sort of attention and and that um, cultural buy-in. Um, where to, how do you do that? They're, they're good questions to ask, and and um, you know I, I'm a very much need to be part of that solution and, and that's a really big job for me and it weighs heavily on my shoulders but um, yep I haven't got great answers for you right now that I think there's a lot of little answers to how to address that um, one thing is procurement and which is you know any government job you've got to get these days you need about five certificates and you know need to belong to this organization or whatever where a lot of the time you have a good on-the-ground person that would have real good cut-through with the local community, but they can never get a job. It might be because they can't get a blue card or a yellow card or some other card, and um, or they're not part of that organisation, so they don't get the job. And you think, well, what's the point then of putting anyone there because that was the right person for the job? But, um, yeah, and you would know as well as anyone that these days you need all these tickets and compliance and everything at... Um, and it's getting harder and harder to marry, marry those local people up with the job. So procurement, I think, is a word that should be used more and more and try to empower those local communities to be doing these things themselves. And um, that's a space that I want to work in and change, and that's why I put the blue card bill into Parliament and watch Liberal, Labor and the Greens all vote against it, despite people telling me in the background that, yeah, no, it's a good thing, Rob.